Welcome to Life Karma. BA here. SB here. I know why that beat always just wakes me up. Very groovy beat. (laughs) Very groovy beat. Very groovy BS of lifestyles that we have. Yes, indeed you do. Welcome, everyone. It's great to see you. I don't know. I got my dark drink. I'm drinking in one of my favorite glasses. I feel like a, like a, this glass is really heavy, and I feel very manly. I'm using my Yeti, but you know what? You gave me these Tiffany glasses for my birthday one year, and like I dig those glasses. Oh, this is something about drinking feels. a drink with ice out of a nice glass. Yeah, it's fabulous. I saw some art. Speaking of, that a guy blows glass, and he made it look like a crinkled. Uh, plastic bottle with Coca-Cola wrapper. It was really cool. That's interesting. Very it was really cool. cool. Should have bought one. You should have. Oh, how's everyone's life going? Yeah, how Sam? y'all doing out there in Life Karma Land? Oh, Sam, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. <laughs> I wouldn't call. I wouldn't. I'm not burning the world these days, but I'm doing all right. Have you figured out? Um, and we talked about this last time. If, if um, True fate exists. I mean, we have a T-shirt coming out that says "Fate." Yes, I did that T-shirt. Yeah, and I know we talked a lot about fate. Me and Sam have been debating something the last couple of weeks. Uh, does free will exist? How much does free will exist, or not? And exist? I think what happens. I think we. I, I used to be a hardcore black and white guy about free will, but these days I'm more of like a gray area. I think free will is like a continuum. Some people have a lot of it. Some people have little of it. Who has a lot of it? People that are mentally capable. I don't know. I don't. Physically sound, balanced. So where this all came from is I, I did steal this a little bit from Sam Harris. Like I listened to his podcast on free will and his hypothesis is there is no free will. He gives some good examples, but I think I've come to the conclusion myself that maybe it's somewhere in between. Like there has choice is is a prerequisite, right? Is it a prerequisite or it doesn't even exist because of how our brains are and our experiences, blah, 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 cause and effect, go through the whole thing. But I don't understand how you think some people have more free will than others. Well, people that are mentally ill, for instance... <clears throat> That have disease of their frontal lobe where free will is found. Oh, yeah. They, they're they're, they're going to have, have less will. free will. Yeah, that makes sense. So I can see that. I mean, like the, hmm, the free. And I think we've used the example of, for example, if you have stuff that messes with your front lobe, you might be more, um, less control over violence. Right, right. Violence. You, may, you may be uh, triggered, highly triggered, right? I've been watching the Netflix series on pirates. Uh-huh. And Blackbeard. Right. And they say he went mad. He has syphilis. Weird. Wow. <laughs> wow. That makes you mad, doesn't it? You know, and they were talking about, yeah, how the syphilis went to his brain and he became this ultra eagle, uh, ego, uh, this other ego of Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. Where he'd light flames things on, the, on his beard and come out and be this like alter ego. And they said the syphilis went to his. So how much free will does he have? With a brain full of syphilis? I don't know. Yeah, zero probably. Yeah, probably. Right? Probably just... Uh, or he probably thinks he does. Who knows? Right, but know. then how do you do you judge those people? 
We're not supposed to judge anybody. So how do you deal with that in society? That's the question I was like, is the society we have these rules that we want to, that we think make society better and we judge people, <clears throat> put them in prison, put them in jail, put right. them in programs because we don't like their attributes or, or we don't like what they did. Yeah. It's the cancel culture sort of, you know, like, so in the name of freedom, how do you take away freedom? Like this is what's happening these days. Maybe matter of fact, I think that would be a good title for the podcast in the name of freedom. Why yeah. do we take away freedom? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but it's an interesting thing, right? Because we have a society, we want to act as a society. And we think that, like, if Blackbeard had syphilis, for example, and he goes and murders people, I mean, you want to eject him from society because of that, correct? Uh, no, I mean, traditional Judeo-Christian law says, you know, if you kills somebody that he needs to be killed with life for a life and life for an eye kind of thing. Right. Well, one way or another, you want to eject him from the society. Yeah, either kill him or... Either kill him or put him away. in prison. Right. Or cure him of syphilis. But does it matter to you? So if you know somebody has syphilis and has gone to their brain or something, you know, anything like that that affects their ability to make decisions, do you judge them the same way as others that don't? Well, no. I mean, obviously, in a court of law, which you're an expert on, you can be not found mentally competent to, for trial, and you get different considerations. Yeah, such a low standard, though. I, the thing that I've been messing with in my head is, like, what do you... We have this ideal society because most people believe a certain way. doesn't mean it's the best way to have a society. It's just an alleged democratic society where if the mass believes in one way, then that's the way we do it. Well, this is what Jordan Peterson's getting at in his new book about mm -hmm. the norms of society. If you, if you deviate from the norms of society, then you're crazy when it comes to, you know, you're, you're considered loopy or right. out of your mind if you're not living in the norm of society. Right? Correct. And that has never made sense to me because there, a lot of great things have come out of fighting the norm of society. Right. But people don't like things that they're not comfortable with. Right. So what do you do with that? How, how, I mean, how do you know if your society is truly, I guess you never would, truly the best for everybody? When it's really just what's best for the mass. And in America where you have that can change every four to two, two to four years, really. Yeah. It's an ever-changing I don't know. It's hard. It's hard because it's culture changes so quickly. And if the law is your morals and the yeah. law is a way to control people, it's constantly changing too. You know, I had a, I heard a headline. I read a headline today about, you know, we still have States that are still closed, but our borders are open to people that are infected with COVID coming in at record numbers and chaos and chaos. And I'm like, who, who thought that one through? No, Nobody. We're just being more humane. Yeah. Humane? What does that even mean? Well, we're be, you know what's interesting is we're being more humane to people that don't pay taxes and aren't citizens of this system. I mean, technically speaking, think about it. We are being more humane to them than we are to our own U.S. citizens. Because if I leave the country and try to come back in, I have to have a clean COVID test. Yeah, but we're letting immigrants in without COVID tests, like uh, uh, quite a few of them. Like, how is that? How is that even... Well, it's more humane for them than it is for us. 
Think about it. They're being, we're, we're opening our arms to them, but not yeah. to our own citizens. That's completely, that's the, it's a stupid practice to not have, to just unplug the, just un, just open the gates is not a wise thing to do. Well, it just tells me you don't believe in that there's a pandemic going on. I don't know what it means. Well, I mean, they keep saying, we're, we're, we're doing it more humane. We're more, uh, no, you don't. Yeah, so tell that to the person who gets COVID and has a loved one die from an illegal immigrant that didn't have tested, that brought COVID with them. I think like, they, tell that know, to somebody that They forgot what makes America, America, is we have certain protections in place that can, that allow America to continue to be America. America. Right. But we're losing, America's going away. Yeah, because America. when you start taking down the very foundations, of course it's going to go away. The institute of, you know, the institution of. But again, that's the masses thing, right? Yeah. Isn't it not? I mean, you have one party that controls Congress, the Senate, and the presidency. Is there really anything anyone else can do? Mm, they're just going to do whatever they want they for the next been. several, well, at least two years until. Well, they're trying to get rid of the filibuster, too. Yeah, right now they're trying to get rid of the filibuster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of complexities to that. <laughs> They've made it so confusing that the normal citizen doesn't have the time to really research it. Yeah, well, you know, interestingly enough, my feeling about the, the political party that's in power right now <clears throat> believes that they're the ones that should give you rights, the government should give you rights, and the founding fathers of our country and the Constitution um, believe that Everybody has rights that it's given to you by God. And the government's job is to protect you to have those rights, not to give you, to issue you rights. To, because they're going to be wrong. Like, they're, they're biased. Gonna be wrong 100%. I mean, they're going to be biased. It's going to be all to, it's going like, to, nothing's Biden, perfect. You can't tell me Joe Biden's in touch with America, like the people. <laughs> he's in touch with people's hair as he's sniffing them. He's in, touch the hair. He's, he's in touch as he falls down the stairs <laughs> yeah, yeah, going up to Air crazy Force One. Yeah, he, he turfed it. Short trip turfed there three times. He sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he hasn't had a press conference. Still. He's not going to have one. Ah, he doesn't need one. I mean, his approval range through the ceiling. Well, hmm. he's having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Masses, masses. The control of the masses is what this is really. I mean, you create the society you want, right? And when you're in control, elections have consequences. They're creating the society they want. I just didn't know that's truly what people wanted. You know, as, as they want to get more <laughs> restrictions on gun laws, Utah's going the opposite way. Yeah. yeah. They, they're getting rid of restrictions. Yeah, so let's let's take, um, yeah, open carry. You can, you can conceal carry without a permit now in Utah. That's crazy. I think it's kind of crazy. Well, maybe if there was would have been someone carrying in boulder which is a terrible terrible thing happened um people would have been saved that one cop that died you know he probably saved 20 people's lives probably at least you know and uh and then this guy you know i had i heard i saw another headline that this guy's has a muslim name but he's white so all of a sudden um it's all about white white killer and i'm like that has that, that is so narrow-minded. I saw, you know, I he could be a yeah. radicalized Muslim that wants to kill infidels, infidel Americans. Like, who knows? Well, that's it. Like, why does it have to be white, black? I mean, it's just, and then this violence against this Asian yes. um, massage. I mean, yeah. so in the name of protecting people, 
Mm-hmm. We're going to take away freedom. Right. So in the name of freedom, we're going to take away freedom. And then who's going to stop the government when they just want to take away everything? Nobody. Because when you give government all power, they take away all freedom. Well, what country would invade us when they know every citizen has guns? <laughs> Not many. Not many. Not many. Not many. And that's, that's the thing is like, look at the countries that don't have guns and tell me how strong they are. Yeah. Canada years ago took away everybody's guns. Canada's just waiting for somebody to take them over. Yeah. I love Canada, but it's pretty socialized. Well, it, I saw on Twitter today, it's like, always, it's always an angry white man. Like, why, why is it like, like, do you know how dangerous that comment is? It's like, super dangerous. It is very dangerous because you can know it's dangerous by just switching out white with black or Latino or any of that kind of stuff. And now you're a racist. But as soon as you say white, you're not a racist. So you know it's a very dangerous statement yeah. when you start saying things like that. Like the masses would not consider anything we have to say worth of any value because we're white. That makes no sense. I'm trying to teach my kids, well, welcome to being white and being prejudiced against in the country. <laughs> because it, the time is coming where if you're a white man, you're going you're, you're gonna to be judged and you're going to be prejudiced against. And... and uh, I I have a hard time with that because I don't think it should be anybody's right to be bigoted or prejudiced toward anybody. Or sexist. Or sexist, either one. No, none of that should exist. But I can't say that because I'm white and I'm like, that's just ridiculous. No one no no one that's not me doesn't they don't know my experiences. You don't know whether how much privilege I had or I didn't have or you don't know how much I'm woke or not woke. You don't, you don't know anything about me. And for you to make rash, harsh judgment because of the color of my skin is wrong, just as it is for me to make rash, harsh judgment because of somebody else's color of their skin. It's completely wrong. It's dead wrong. Yeah, it's a dangerous. It's very dangerous. Very dangerous and wrong. Because then, then you make it okay, just like it's not okay to identify anyone else by their race. Or, or gender, you now made it okay to identify yeah. white, angry male. Yeah. Have you seen all those memes lately? We're going to get rid of Dr. Seuss, but we're going to let two women dry hump each other in the uh, the Grammy Awards. I'm like, what the hell? Like, give me a damn break. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you can't make that shit up. Like, I mean, okay, Dr. Seuss, Green Eggs and Ham is a prejudiced pig, but these, you know, ladies getting, you know, doing the crazy busy dance, you know, on the Grammys, like whatever or like yes, yes. Dr. Seuss is going to ruin our children, but guess what? Not those two girls at the Grammys. <laughs> like, help me, help me, help, help me figure that shit out. I'm like, oh, like yeah, help me figure, help me so figure backwards. out how um, a 13-year-old person who identifies as a as a female can go into a girl's locker room or um, girl's bathroom with your young daughter there. And that's going to be okay. It's never okay. That's that's just mm-hmm. straight up ass wrong. I'm sorry, that's just not okay. Now, if do they need another bathroom? Fine, give them another bathroom. Do not give them permission to go into a girl's bathroom if they're biologically a male. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I mean, it. I don't. It's common sense to me. Yeah, but common sense is not always common practice. No, I think we would like creating our own drama sometimes. Oh, it's just. Rid- like, like, let's let's just think something crazy, 
and let's make it a movement. I mean, that's seriously like sometimes that's why I feel like like you could get like a wheel, right? And put different I crazy freaking ideas all over the wheel and just spin it and see what you can. Oh, yeah, with. I'm sure of it. People just make shit up to for shits and giggles to see what they could. It's just all about getting attention. Mm. Well, okay. getting. Yeah, but no. Okay, I want to read. So I was, Please read. Consolations. This is a book by David. I think it's White. W W H Y T. Y T. Yes. Whitey. The, is he a male white man? <laughs> yes. There's his picture. Oh, and he's a whitey too. Yes. It's the soulless nourishment and underlying meaning of everyday words. Oh. Yes. Words matter. Words, words matter. matter. Words matter. That is, that's a, intriguing. He's a poet. This okay. is a beautiful, honestly beautiful book. So he talks about anger. Right. The word anger. I want to see what you think about this. <clears throat> our anger breaks to the surface most often through our feeling there is something profoundly wrong with this powerlessness and vulnerability. Anger too often finds its voice strangely through our incoherence and through our inability to speak. But anger in its pure state is the measure of the way we are implicated in the world and made vulnerable through love in all its specifics, a daughter, a house, a family, an enterprise, a land, or a colleague. Anger turns to violence and violent speech when the mind refuses to, sorry, refuses to countenance the vulnerability of the body in its love for all these outer things. Wow, that's pretty profound. So the way, the way I look at anger is it's, first of all, it's an indulgence. That's interesting. It's an indulgence. You indulge in anger. The second thing I think about anger is anger is when when something happens to you that's usually connected in the past that shouldn't have happened. Correct. So anger is really connected with the past. Fear is connected with the future. Uncertainty of the future is connected with fear, usually. Hmm. Fear. So, um, and 98% of your anxiety comes from regretting or being angry about the past or uncertain about the future. And th there's really not much in the current moment that you need to be angry about or afraid of. Like, for instance, right now we're having our beverages, we're mm -hmm. having a podcast here, there's not much. But um, when, you, when you think sh something shouldn't have happened, you raise up an anger, right, which is an indulgence. And as soon as you go anger, as soon as you go primal, you lose higher brain function. You go right to crocodile brain, you go right to vengeance, mm -hmm. you go right to biological responses. You don't do higher brain function responses and you just say something needs to be done, something needs to be done. Well, think this shit through. Like use your higher brain function. Critically think for, damn, for a damn moment and make a decision if something was really bad and it shouldn't have happened like these terrible atrocities recently in the last weeks or week or so. What, what, what can be done to prevent those kinds of things? Do we need to reform our gun laws? Absolutely. Do we know. need to restrict? I don't know. I think we need to make, well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But I want to, I, I want to break down that for a second. Cause you said anger is an indulgence. Totally is an indulgence. <clears throat> Do you have, I mean, tell me what you think. It's a primal indulgence, anger. 
Okay. Indulge it's a grimace. You look at someone's someone that's angry. Uh-huh. They 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 they're like a primate. They 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 have this grimace. They grind their teeth. They flex their hands. They raise their voice. The hair on their head, you know, back of their neck stands up, and they're ready to fight or flee. Flee. Right. Okay. So when I think of indulgence, you want to know the first thing that came to my mind? Uh, smoking dope or drinking? Apple pie with vanilla. Oh, nice that's drink. indulgence. Damn. <laughs> That's an indulgence. If you're conscientious of your weight. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, indulgence, hold up. So then I automatically, so I automatically take anger oh. and I put it in the same category as apple pie and vanilla bean. You know how many people eat apple pie and vanilla bean ice cream because they're angry and that's their coping mechanism? Yeah, me, right here. Like, uh, did you, did <laughs> I'll sew those right? sons of bitches. Yeah, I'm going to eat I'm gonna six you. pies. I'm going to put two scoops, two <laughs> scoops of vanilla bean. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, okay, so if Sam says that immediately, apple pie, vanilla bean ice cream. And I'm thinking indulgence. How did vanilla bean ice cream and apple pie makes me happy in the moment. Then I regret it later. Right? Right. Because you gained seven pounds. Correct. <laughs> and, and there's just not enough time at the gym in the morning to lose that. No, you, you got to do cardio for four hours to get that off. So, so. Is anger, and then I like I like this. I, this is where you've made my mind think here. Anger feels so good in the moment. Oh yeah, you're right. You, you're right. You're justified. Just like that apple pie, and then you regret it. Yeah, because you lost control. Unless, I mean, anger uh, is rarely connected to someone within control. I agree with that. But is there ever a time that anger, as an indulgence, has a good outcome? I don't know. As anger as an indulgence of surviving, maybe. As an indulgence, well, I mean, is anger always an indulgence? I don't know. Sometimes it's a survival thing. Do you have control over that first initial feeling no, of fight anger. or flight? It's fight or flight, man. So you don't. You do because you have control of your thoughts. No, I think you have. I don't think you, you know, have your con- thought triggers the emotion. Thought triggers the emotion always first. Thoughts always first. Emotion always second. Triggered emotions are triggered by thought. Thought first, emotion second. Yeah, but you don't you don't have control over every thought that pops. No, in no, your no, head. no. But but so most of th- the time. Yeah, but so the the anger, the thought pops in right. For example, if I see my sister being treated badly when I was a kid by somebody else, instantly I'm afraid, angry, and want to hurt that person. Yeah, of course. Right. I don't have control at that moment. I might have control in the what I do with that anger. no you have a physiological response there's cortisol running right. through your brain i mean your body you have a adrenaline going through your body because you thought a threat you had a threat thought you had a threat thought there's a threat thought there so you had your your all your mechanisms for threat fight or flight turn on boom they hit yeah right and it's the it's the thought because someone could be giving your sister some crap and you could say, oh, that's just fun and games. That's just, just right. they're being what they're, you know, it's no, I'm not angry. That guy's just a douchebag, whatever. Right? right. Or you could say that punk is trying to harm her and I'm going to kill him. Right. Right. That thought is going to trigger what you do. How you frame that thought mm-hmm. is going to turn on or off emotion. Well, you got to decide. Yeah. And sometimes you have the emotion and then you have to decide on what you're going to do with it. Right. That's what I mean. But sometimes is it so strong? that you don't have control. I would say a lot of times that's what triggers are. Well, triggers, triggers are, are really, there are, there <laughs> there's a whole, I think we should do a whole se- uh, podcast on our triggers part of free will. 
Oh, it'd be fascinating. Because I don't think triggers are free will. I think triggers are conditioning by your body. Well, I think triggers come without you. No, they're neurological. I mean, triggers yeah. are your neural net controls it based on protection or whatever. Right. You Trauma or whatever. You don't control it. But I mean, one thing that was in there is anger. You're vulnerable. And yeah. that goes to self-control. Right. So what you do when you're angry really matters. If you lose control when you're angry, that's a problem. So how, do, I mean, this is, this and that's the narrative. I don't know what the narrative this guy was telling people when he was killing a bunch of people in Boulder, Colorado, but I, I guarantee you his narrative wasn't right. The anger that he built up that what, what, what caused someone to do such an irrational, horrific, terrible thing, it wasn't rational. Well, that's why, I mean, I think about this in the law, the short-term insanity, right? You have the example of a man that walks in and sees his wife cheating on him and having sex with another man. And in that moment of... Uh, Despair, you know, whatever. Whatever you duress, want Duress. He becomes insane in that moment. And he does something terrible. And he kills both of them. Right. Is that treated... This, why is that treated the same as someone that's mentally whatever fine healthy let's say they're healthy that plans to murder somebody is that treated the same though i thought they're treated differently they are treated one would be second degree murder and one would be premeditated murder correct but they're both murder right right but they're different levels of murder right one will get you life without possibility of parole the other one will get you 15 and where they both they both have to do with control triggers and anger and why i mean but let me add another spin to the hypothetical. Oh my gosh, this is going deep. The guy that did the premeditated murder caught his wife having sex with another guy and decided to plan it out instead of doing it right so, then. I see what you're saying. So it could be the same. It could be the same. That's what I'm saying. Is like we have these judgments we make by trying to put ourselves in their shoes, right? And then we want to put it in the box of the law. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. All we're doing is creating a society that we think is best, and we're failing at it all the time. Well, in the name of freedom, we're taking away freedoms because it's best for society. Well, who's to determine that it's best for society? The masses. That's bullshit. But the masses it, but can be terribly wrong. How else so, do you do it? So what happened in Germany, the masses, in Italy? In Russia? In China? Mousy tongue, like in China, the masses... Millions of people were well, killed because well, of an doing, evil dictator. I know, but they're doing it right now in China. We know that. Of course, have, they are. We know that they have these slave camps. We're not doing anything about. It. Listen, environmentalists. We know that China creates the most <laughs> pollution. We know that they have slaves. We know that. Have, have you ever camps. been to China? No, and I I've been to will. China for ten never days, will. and I my lungs hurt for two months because yeah, the air will. was so bad to breathe. Yeah, but yet <clears throat> us as American, like we don't do anything. Because we're trying to fix our own country. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, there's truth and there's truth. I think we should write a book on the American ego. <laughs> because that is what this is all. This is all this. All this bullshit. This political bullshit is about the American ego. We're the greatest country on the planet. We're the most wealthy. We're this. We're that. We're the greatest. So in the name of this high and mighty this, because we're special, we're going to, you know, do this, this and this. And I'm like, good grief, people. Can you just let people have their r religious rights, their rights to bear arms, their 
the right to pursue, pursue happiness, and can you make sure that we have some good roads and good law and order so people can progress and and start out poor and become rich because they work their ass off? I'm like, what's what's wrong with that picture? Like, can we just let it go? <laughs> like, what the hell? We're always the heroes in our own mind. Well, yeah, everybody's the hero of their own mind, but especially we, Joe Biden. The great, yeah, the great thing is we have the base. If he, does he even remember that he's the hero yeah, of his own mind? Not. Well, maybe sorry. maybe I, I interrupted. Doctor, maybe Doctor. I, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know what I'd like to see? <laughs> I'd like to see Joe Biden on Doctor Phil. <laughs> Doctor Phil doing. You know what I love? There's a show. There's a show called Bull on television that I watch occasionally. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I find this. It's it's a show about how you read juries. And oh, I looked at the credits, and Dr. Phil is an executive producer of, of course he is. B- Bull. And I'm like, well, no shit. That makes sense. Yeah. There is nothing more fun as an attorney at reading juries. Like, and just reading people in general. Yeah. You're really good at reading I people. I love reading people. Okay. So I want to read this last paragraph on anger by David White. <clears throat> he says, but anger truly felt at its center is the essential living flame of being fully alive and fully here. It is a quality to be followed to its source, to be prized, to be tended, and an invitation to finding a way to bring that source fully into the world through making the mind clearer and more generous, the heart more compassionate, and the body larger and strong enough to hold it. What we call anger on the surface only serves to define its true underlying quality by being a complete but absolute mirror opposite of its true internal essence. Okay, so you know what I thought about when I when you read that? I, I can't wait to hear. I don't know. <laughs> I thought about the righteous anger of God, That's indignation good, huh? of God. That would be a good point to go with that. Because like, okay, are we supposed to avoid anger at all times? I don't know. Even God's angry. Even Jesus told <laughs> Jesus, you know, in the New Testament times, ran all the money changers out of the temple, called everybody a pile of crap, created a stampede, and like wreaked havoc in the temple. <laughs> yeah. And he, because he was mad because they were defiling his father's house, right? right? So there's, I'm sure there's times when anger really serves us well. I think it can only serve you well. But it has to be in control, maybe. Well, I think it can only serve you well when you know what is true. What's right. What's yes, wrong. What's true. What is truth, right? Right. Like, if you believe nobody should ever be in prison camps and slaves, then your anger should should activate you to try to solve the problem. Correct. Right. Right. But if you don't agree on what is right or true... That's how wars get started. Yeah, because then you just disagree and start killing each other. Because North Korea keeps firing missiles. Right. <laughs> Do not tell Bo this, but I told I told <laughs> I told his brother that his haircut looks like Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Bo, he won't listen to this, so I don't oh, think he'll. No, he won't. No, he won't. But no, he won't. But yeah, he'll That's pretty freaking him. funny. Though. It's hilarious. You know, he won't listen to this until we're both dead. Yeah, and then he'll listen to it and he goes, that's some bitch, Dad. I'm angry with him. And then he'll pour a Red Bull on my grave. Yeah. So so I was raised in a a home where people were angry all the time. 
And I was taught that it's what you do with the anger that makes a big difference. You know, what do you activate it into something progressive and pro, pro, um, productive? Then that makes it okay. Um, but I think unbridled, crazy rage and anger, not good for any man or woman. I think you make, but I think just really being deliberate, upset that something that's wrong that has happened and then to take some action to move it forward um, with a better solution, I think that's freedom. That that becomes, you know, a, a person that's critical thinking, uh, critically thinking and acting on something that needs to change. But knowing you need to act on something that needs to change based on your anger, how much freedom is there really in that? Because now you have to act. You don't have to act. You have to act. No, if, if you, you have a true standard of what truth is, no. and then you're not acting on correcting the truth, then what's it for? Can I blow your mind here for a second? Because I know I'm going to blow your mind. Then I'm sure I have a counter. Okay, you know what happens to anger when it's not acted upon or dealt with over time? It turns into something. It's called depression. You know how many people have depression right now? It's estimated that up to 40% of everyone that's living is depressed. And in COVID-19 times, that probably that number is probably doubled. And what happens is unresolved anger, undealt with anger over time leads everyone to be depressed. To have Or is it the other way around? Depression leads to anger? Yeah. No, because depression, you, you're depressed, so you're not angry because you're depressed. Well, they say little boys, like teenage boys, little boys before they're, you know, anger comes out when they're sad. That's no, what they say. Anger and sadness are different. Depression mm-hmm. is. I'm just telling you what the neuros, you know. No, no, no. Okay, so anger comes out when they're sad, fine. Okay. But when you're repeatedly angry and sad over time, that leads to depression when you don't have a productive way of dealing with it. So basically we need to bomb China and free all the slaves or what I, else? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I basically we need to <laughs> vote for banned. Tammy Tran to be the new mayor of the case. I like Tammy. She asked me to be run her fundraising thing. So I might be asking you for money. Well, of course she asked you. That is not surprising to me. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'd rather so, have her mayor than so the freaking crazy mayor we have right now. So many comments going through my head right I know, now. That's crazy. Like, I'm about ready to get mad at you right now. No, you're not going to get mad at me, are you? Yeah. Like, oh, because I'm the mad. help the people thing? There we go. Son once of a... It, once again. What did it get me? Sam helps someone else. <laughs> you always do this. I don't know. I don't always do it. You always do this. You always, you always do this. You always help other people. <laughs> okay. I, I know, I know, I know. I sound like the biggest no. like prick of all time right now. But like, you're always like, what? I mean, this is the selfish brain coming out. Like, what's in it for you? Um, I feel better. Oh, hell no. Okay. Maybe I don't feel better. I'm just I don't know. Do you feel better? I don't know. I like to help a brother out occasionally. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Okay. Sam's helping somebody again. That's like... I shouldn't be helping people, like, everyone. Just so you know, my friend Brian thinks I'm, I help too many people. I think you should help people, just not everyone. I don't help everyone. You do help everyone. Shit, I haven't even been able to help myself in the last three weeks. My, I'm trying to help myself. Thank you for making my point for me. 
Hey, I'm doing a decent job. Who You've should, been. You showed you, up. Should okay. You be taking, okay. Who should you be taking care of very first? Myself. Okay. But you know you. what? Who has come to my I'm rescue like as my friend? Case rescue. Oh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna expose you. I'm exposing you right now. I don't help everybody. No, you help me yeah, in the last two or three weeks. Don't help people. You've reached out to me when you know I've been in the shitter emotionally. You've you've paid extra attention to me. You've been kind to me. You've 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 just showed up at my door. Yeah, I do that for about five people. You do that for about five thousand. No, I don't. You did it for me. So there you go. What are you doing helping me? What's in it for you? <laughs> a good drink. <laughs> at least I'm getting something. A out good of it. laugh. A good drink. <laughs> at least I'm getting something. Yeah. At least I can piss him off in a podcast, and we'll have this point counterpoint hey, thing it going was your on. Fault. You brought it up. I'm helping. I'm okay. like, oh, weird. You're helping oh, yeah, somebody. Go figure. That's weird. Okay. I'm well, not going to help anybody down. do anything. I'm just going to That's be selfish. You can't. And I'm going to eat free. You have no free will in that. You have no freaking free will. I've noticed that about you, and I. That's why I don't judge you for it anymore. Is you have no choice in helping other people. I'm compelled to do good in the world. I don't know if that's good, but whatever. No, well, it sure hasn't made me a wealthy man. But I don't know if that's good either. It's made me, I'm pretty happy with who I am most days. <laughs> <laughs> Some days I feel like shit. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, uh, this virgin pulse thing and they make you do like your wake uh, when you wake up did you drink a glass of water did you get saving an eight hour sleep and, and then what was your mood and they have like six emojis oh, no. and then this, yesterday morning i got up my mood was like the crinkly face with <laughs> mine would be the throw up face <laughs> the throw up face like, uh, i hate my life i want to die society. i'm still here in society yes. damn it jim this is bull yes my alarm clock's going off at five o'clock so i can go to the gym no it's going off at five o'clock so i can help everyone oh yeah. myself no. hey i went to, <laughs> my gosh i'm not that altruistic come on you really are though am i yes okay like you, listen you you like to play in the deep end of the pool like you enjoy the deep end of the pool right like you do and that's the crazy whatever but you really love helping everyone else in the kid like in the kiddie pool like the the fun and good times like you're helping everyone find their best life or whatever the frick they call that okay. okay you're always helping everybody okay so on my tombstone sam bracken here rest in peace he helped everyone people. everyone no i'm seriously gonna put he helped and too many people. worms are eating his flesh and he's dead now and bye bye now mine's gonna say he helped no one <laughs> he created problems no, that's not true you like to put on this thing that you help no one but you help a lot of people Trust me, I know for a fact. But there's a difference between helping people and helping people create their best self. That's what I try to do. That's what you do do. That's my point. It's like you help too many people do that. You're creating too much competition for me. <laughs> like, yeah, but you get the best of me, man. Like I try to help you become your best self. I don't want competition, though. It's like, oh, yeah, everyone go to law <laughs> That's school. That's because you're a lawyer. Yeah, everyone go to law school. I think it's the best for everybody. No, I don't want everyone to go to law school. No, pe first of all, people can't, everyone can't go to law school. They, can't, they could. They don't they have the brains. No, they, they just go do it. Well, yeah, unless you, if, unless you don't have the capability to do it. It's like, yeah, I want all the best. Everyone go be a lawyer so I have more competition. Please. Oh, I know what I wanted to do to piss you off. What do you think of Biden for giving student loans? <laughs> Oh like gosh. 2 million student loans are going to be forgiven, I, but some are not. Some student loans won't be forgiven, but some will. Just like some people will get COVID relief, some people won't. 
Let me tell you what makes me so mad about it. It's not that people are getting their loans forgiven. It's the outcome from people getting their loans forgiven, and that's inflation. And if people don't realize that inflation does not help the middle class, it does not have, help the lower class, it only helps the, rich people. It does, because they have the money. And they have the assets that have debt. And so if they have the assets go up triple, whatever, quadruple, and they still have that small, the debt's yep. not going to change the, with The inflation. difference is wealth. The yeah. difference is wealth. It's called equity. That's right. And then... <laughs> It only helps rich people. I don't, I cannot say it enough that you guys want, if you're out there wanting everything forgiven and free this, free that, just know the outcome is helping rich people. I know that sounds super weird, but if inflation happens, yeah. richer, it, there's going to be a bigger money gap than you can even, I mean, listen, if inflation happens, it's going to help me personally. I will have more wealth. I'm admitting that. And you're sending it down that path and I'm telling you not to don't yeah. send it down that path. Yeah. In other words, uh, in the name of freedom, your freedom will be taken away from you. Yeah, you're you short sighted. This. It's short sighted. Someone's got to pay for it somewhere. And lo and behold, we are out of time. Jeez. How does that even happen? I don't know, but I, I could talk about it. No one's ever going to believe me because I'm a white male. So it doesn't even freaking matter anymore. <laughs> so almost anything that we say doesn't matter because yeah. we're white males. Joe Biden, what he says doesn't matter because he's a white male. <laughs> he's the president of the United States. His rules don't apply to him. Well, he's white. How can he possibly understand how it, what it means to help anybody else that's like not white? Kamala Harris laughing about going to the border. Yeah, she's laughing. All right, yeah, I'm going to play this song. Otherwise, I'm going to get even more angry. He's going to get angry, and he's going to indulge in anger. And then with his anger, his free will will be taken from him. And then I'll have apple pie with vanilla bean ice cream. <laughs> Which will make him fat, and then... He's free to be fat, and so am I. So with that great news, life karma out. Make sure you find some time to meditate. Peace be with you. Life karma. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs>